Hey guys, I'm gonna talk about books and I promise I'm not gonna sing this time. Yesterday was National Read Across America Day. I don't think it should just be a day. I think it should just be like National Read Across America, period. Like just read a book. I love books, you know that. I am shocked I don't have a book in my hand right now, probably because I'm trying to sell you on books. And by sell you, I mean the Flight Attendant Joe series. Fasten your seatbelts and eat your fucking nuts. Flight Attendant Joe and I'm just here for a layover. I'm just here for the layover. I don't even know the title of my own book. I'm just here for the layovers. Here's a secret. Each ebook is only $4.99 right now on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo. I'm going to stop talking now because I'm pretty sure you're on Amazon buying them as we speak or as I speak. Good morning, Colorado, or wherever you're listening. This is Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. This week, comedian Jen Gonzalez called in. We talked about what got her up on stage to start a stand-up career. We talked a little bit about cancel culture and the trolls on social media who, if they hear a comedian tell a joke that they find is inappropriate, their goal is to try to destroy the comedian's career, which I think is total bullshit. We talked about being extroverted introverts, or introverted extroverts. I don't remember. All I know is she likes to be at home watching Grey's Anatomy. I like to be at home with my face in a book. We talked about how to handle hecklers. She loves it. Eh, I'm on the fence. You've seen her at the Ha Ha Comedy Club, the Clubhouse, and the world famous The Comedy Store. Give it up for Jen Gonzalez. I think I'm too picky when it comes to guys. Cause I like my men how I like my coffee. Not having sex with my best friend, I guess. <laughs> also like my men how I like my coffee. Hot, black, and gone before 9 a.m. Anyone else? Jen, welcome to Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. I love you so much. Oh my gosh, the feeling is mutual, even though we've only met once. <laughs> we've I feel only like we have met a secret once. love affair. We're like catfish right now. We're like what? That's so catfish. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I remember the day I met you, we were doing stand-up in Mountain View, and you came up to my friend Tom, and you said, you're really funny. And he was like, okay, but I think you're talking about Joe. And then I saw you, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to run into the bathroom because I'm boning up. <laughs> I just want to clarify something. In my defense, I yes. was also drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you you can you you're such a professional you can actually do stand-up while you're intoxicated oh no it's always after and if i feel <laughs> i have someone there to take care of me and not drug me after <laughs> i played that clip i played that clip because i've always said on my last day you know people always order coffee on the plane and i say how do you take your coffee they say black and i my instinct is to say oh like your men yeah. So, yeah, baby. So I am waiting for the on my last day. Whenever I decide to retire from this shithole of a career, I'm going to. That is, I'm going to say that. Like, oh, how do you take your coffee, black? Oh, like your men, and because I won't care. Also, isn't like airplane coffee the grossest shit on the planet? You should never drink airplane coffee. When people ask me how's the coffee, I'm like, well, I could give you some dirt. It's yeah, toilet it's water. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, don't it's drink like the coffee water. on the airplane. <laughs> yeah, it's toilet water. It's gross. It doesn't like it, it doesn't taste like if they're serving Starbucks on the airplane, it's not going to taste like it does on the ground. I mean, nothing does on an airplane because it's a fucking <laughs> box in the air. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a tube where you're getting all the coronavirus stuffed up into your nose. I'm like, I can't wait to get the coronavirus. Are, how are you preparing for this? Are you preparing or do you not give a damn? Um, well, I didn't get the bird flu or swine flu. So, mm -hmm. or Ebola. So I feel like my chances <laughs> of not getting it are pretty good. Do you get a flu shot every year? No, I'm like, I'm such, a, <laughs> I'm such a, what are they, anti-vaxxer when it comes to flu shot? Because there's so many of them. Oh. I'm like, it's not going to, I don't know. But then of oh, course I get the flu God. and I'm like, eh. 
Right. You're in that club <laughs> with all those dirty men breathing all over you. I mean, I wash my hands, so there's that. You wash your hands and you and you're not. Don't touch your face. You're not supposed to touch your face after you touch another person. Oh well, I can't you just do put that. The penis well, the right fuck, I want to get mouth. coronavirus then if that's the case. <laughs> now, um, do you do you come from a large family? No, I have two older brothers. I wonder if I was asking you, like, oh, you know, you must have like a big family or like whatever. But I just had two older brothers, and the only way I knew how to defend myself was through words, which cut much deeper, and I felt like is more mm-hmm. effective. <laughs> which is why I'm such a right. sassy bitch. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why you're a sassy bitch. So you had two older brothers. So the way you were able to like stick up for yourself was to just basically cut them with words. Oh yeah. It definitely sucked them up more than, you know, punching me in the face. <laughs> Would they pick on you a lot or? Oh yeah. I mean, I was the only girl and then in my neighborhood, it was all boys. So it was like all the boys against me. Some of them were nice. Right. But yeah. No, I was the one that gets not picked on. And you grew up in San Jose, am I correct? I did. East side San Jose. What? What? (laughs) Now, I lived in Sunnyvale, Sunnyvale (laughs) and Mountain View for seven and a half years, which is not, it's, it's, it's not rough. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's not like you can sleep. I think you can sleep with your windows open and your door unlocked in Sunnyvale. Oh, yeah, you can do that east side San Jose, but you're going to have a lot of people also in your house <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> you're going to wake up and there'll be nothing left. You'll be There's like, be a I whole mean, you other can sleep family with your in your house by the time you wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be like, yeah, hi, I'm going to use you on my taxes. Yeah, and you're like, oh, is this just cousins I never knew about? Which also could be a possibility because there's a lot of Mexicans. <laughs> you're, so you're half Mexican, am I correct? I am. I'm a halfie. My dad is Mexican and my mom is white. And my life is interesting. <laughs> Do you connect more with your Mexican heritage or white people heritage? Uh, do, even, do white people even have heritage? I don't even think so. But like, what side do you connect with the most? I would say neither, actually. it's I don't know. I'm sure there's like other people like that because I consider myself biracial. I mean, other people might not, which is fine. But it's interesting when you grow up like with two different dynamics and you kind of don't fit in either box. So, yeah, I don't know. I try to embrace my Mexicanness and I try to embrace my whiteness when I get pulled over. And, uh, Oh, yes. <laughs> so when you're out, you're more Mexican. But when you're driving in the car and you see the lights flashing behind you, hello, officer, I'm, I'm white as white as snow. Yes. Hello there, officer. Thank you so much for pulling me over and doing your job and keeping me safe. <laughs> exactly. Now, do you miss, now you live in Los Angeles. Do you miss living in the Bay Area? Because that's where I met you was in the Bay Area. Yeah, I miss like my friends and stuff, but there's certain things I miss, like, you know, just like nostalgia and all that good stuff. But I don't know. I like being out and about and living in different places and all that good stuff. I think I'm ready for a move, though. I can't stay in a place for too long. Now, how long have you been in Los Angeles? Uh, three, almost four years. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I, like, just started wow. doing comedy. And then I moved to L.A. for a job, so... <laughs> So you started comedy in the Bay Area, and then you moved to L.A. for the job. Is it the job you currently have? No, this was no. this was a different job. I was working on that show, Carpool Karaoke. <laughs> it's on, like, Apple TV oh, now, yeah. the James Corden one. So they made that into a TV show. And then okay. I started working on that, and it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> so then I quit that and then started working at a recording studio. Now... You start you start doing comedy in the Bay Area, and you know in the Bay Area, you know I did some comedy, and I've re- I've retired though. I am not doing stand up <laughs> anymore. But well, um, that lasted it lasted like five seconds, <laughs> um, just long enough for me to meet you, which was amazing. Oh but my gosh, I'm so happy that we did. Yes, <laughs> we fell in love. You come from um, I'm in love with you. You come from the Bay Area doing comedy. You go to Los Angeles. Now you're like. Holy shit. What is that transition like? 
you know, it's interesting. I think there's way more talent in the Bay. And then it's all like the people are like, I can totally do stand up that comes to LA. And it's just the worst. Like, <laughs> it's basically like the open mics are just so painful to sit through. There's so many like people who are like, oh, I can totally do it. And they try to get their start in LA or like they're comedic actors. And they're trying to find an agent at like some fucking bar <laughs> in Los Angeles. Like, they're not here, man. You're not going to be here. So, so it's, it's interesting. I think a lot of people do open mic and stand up because someone will say to them, oh my God, dude, that story's so funny. You should go to open mic. And there's, you know, tell, doing stand up is not like you're standing around a table at dinner telling the story about how you shit your pants. Completely different. And there's so many white guys who need to hear this that <laughs> because you're funny with friends does not mean you're funny with everybody. <laughs> right. Just because you went to Cabo for the weekend and you had everyone fucking laughing and drunk doesn't mean that you are funny enough to be on stage. I don't even think I'm funny enough to be on stage. Oh but my I, God. Tried I disagree it. with that. I think you're uh, hilarious. I tried it. Well, thank you so much. But <laughs> I, I, I gave it up because I, you'll, you know what the Caltrain is in the Bay Area, and I was doing oh, yeah. stand up. I did two, I did two open mics in San Francisco. I get to the Fourth and King Street Caltrain station. I miss the fucking train, and I have to sit there till one o'clock in the morning, fighting off the homeless. And I'm like, <laughs> I am forty five years old. If I was twenty or 25, okay, but I should have grandkids. I shouldn't be at the fucking Caltrain <laughs> station begging to get on the train. <laughs> I just met like major props to people who like do, you know, like three, four mics a night. I'm like, damn, I'm lucky if I do that a week. <laughs> but you're always doing something. You seem to be constantly um, on stage. Like every time I look on your Instagram page, you're like, not just on stage, but you're on the fucking advertisement. I oh. love it. It's very exciting. You know, it's. I feel like I get a little bit of a break because I am Latina. <laughs> There's not many okay. women of color who are funny. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I do think women are funnier than men, though. But I do understand you. There's not, you don't see a lot of Latino, Latinx, Latinx, right? Isn't that the correct term? I don't you know, probably. And I feel like that's how supposed, this if I feel like that's how it's supposed to identify. But then like the white people are like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to identify as. And the Mexican people are like, no, you're not. You're too white for us. <laughs> oh, see, even the white people tell you how to identify with yourself. It's oh my God. So I feel sad. like I'm supposed to, there's so, like, <laughs> there's so much I'm supposed to be it's doing and i'm like no i'm okay <laughs> i'm a horrible woman <laughs> <laughs> no you're not i do i do agree though you don't see a lot of minority women doing stand-up oh yeah i mean we have like angela johnson and like christella and then you know ali wong gets thrown in there because they're like oh yeah she's a minority so that's pretty much right. what we've one of my favorite, I, and I can't remember all, all their names. One of my favorite, favorite stand-up specials was the Queens of Comedy with Monique. And oh yeah, um, there were, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And like I said earlier, a few minutes ago, I've always thought women were funnier than men. I just think you have, it's funnier to watch a woman get up there and talk shit about a guy than it is for a guy to get up there and talk shit about a woman. I feel like because it's also been so overdone, like the take my wife, please kind of thing. And like now it's like, hey, women want to do that, too. And then it's taking a while to be embraced. But oh, my gosh. Yeah. The Queens of Comedy is great. Love it. Monique that's such a, makes that's me such a great show. cry laughing. Oh, <laughs> God, I love her. <laughs> You know, in, in the in the world of comedy, I hate saying female comics because you're all comics. It's like saying, you know, an actress, actor, you're all you're all actors, you're all comics. But, you know, there seems to be from what I've experienced in life, um, this bro culture with the dude guy like they they stick up for each other. They watch each other's back. Is it like that with um, female comedians or is it more cutthroat? 
You know, it depends. Uh, there's been a lot of women that I've met that have been so supportive and so great. And then they have like, you know, it's like with everyone. You have those ones that are like, well, there's not enough room for, you know, all of us. So you get that cattiness. But yeah, right. I don't know. I feel like I've been so fortunate just because I've grown up with guys so much. I kind of know how to do like the guy speak in a way. So I've never right. had like guys like, oh, well, you're a girl. Or like be horrible to me. So okay. I feel like well, I've good. always been able to like fit in with the broiness in a sense as well. So because I've been fortunate with that. What was that? Well, that's good. There, There is a broiness regarding yeah. male comment. I've even seen that doing open mics where you go in and it's like, you're an outsider. You know, it's very like, oh, this is your first time. I remember one night they made me like people were coming in ahead of me. And I was like, like I was on the list and they were just letting all their friends go ahead of me. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, this is just the way it is, man. That's just open mic. Yeah. Even L.A. It's even worse because a lot of it is lottery. So you're just throwing your name in a bucket. And then, of course, they're like reading the name and it's like, oh, yeah, it's my friend. But it's really not. <laughs> Some rest, oh. break, break, they throw them back in, so it's it's everywhere. It sucks. It's horrible, but it's what you got to do if you love it. I guess. I mean, do you do you you must still love it? Do you love it? I do. I actually was just taking a hiatus for the past couple months. I've been doing it as much just because for my mental health. I was like, I need to take a quick break and like <laughs> refocus myself. I feel like a lot of people burn out because they're like constantly doing, constantly doing it. Especially here in LA, there's you know, so many people doing it and it fucking will rip you apart. It's like so. Uber drivers. There's so many people. There's so, so many. many people. Now, do you, you're, do you have an agent? I'm sure you have an agent or you have no. somebody that's booking no. you. No, it's all no? word of mouth. You do I this all your. Yeah. Okay. It's just, I guess I'm just a nice person. <laughs> Here's my thing. It's like, you can be funny, but if you're easy to work with, people will book you too. Okay. Like that's, well, that's good. Thing. Cause if you don't, yeah. if you don't have an agent, then you're not, you're keeping all the, your money yourself. I mean, if I get money, mostly it's drinks and <laughs> food, which I'm okay right. with too. <laughs> now I've yeah. seen where you've driven, you've gone to Reno. You go, you actually go further away from LA. Do you oh, ever yeah. say no? Do you ever say no to, a show uh sometimes if it's like someone i'm not comfortable working with <laughs> then i won't do it if uh you know my work schedule doesn't allow it i do work a nine to five um it's like i can't take time off but i was fortunate enough that in when i left the recording studio i kind of went freelance and i would take uh freelance gigs in other states that way I can work mm -hmm. during the day and then that, and then do shows at night. So that's how I did a lot of stuff in Portland and Seattle and all that good stuff. And then Reno, my parents live there. So when I go visit them, I'll do shows. Yeah. So your parents don't live in the Bay Area anymore. They moved to Reno. I like Reno. I would live in Reno. I, I Reno, love Reno. Like my old lady self loves it. <laughs> if you're not on Virginia Avenue, I mean, once you go <laughs> off the their quote unquote strip, it's great there. They have great restaurants. They have oh, great yeah. food. I really enjoy Reno. Yeah, I do too. Well, like my parents can't afford to live in California anymore. So they're like, all right, well, we're going to leave. My dad retired. And so they're like, well, let's just get up and move somewhere else. And so they decided on Reno because my brother lived there. So, oh. yeah, but it's a great spot and it's a good little community they have. It's small but mighty. And it's only four hours from the Bay Area. So if you yeah. did have to get back there, you could. I mean, from L.A., it's only like an eight-hour drive, but it's like a straight shot just down the five. So I don't mind it. Works for me. <laughs> now, in your – um, it, I was listening. Of course, I was stalking you, and I was listening to your YouTube Ew. page. You jo <laughs> you jo yes, you joke a little bit about – quitting comedy and you just said you took a like a little sabbatical just for mental health reasons do you ever consider quitting like legitly saying you know what if i don't have this success of what i think should be successful at a certain amount of time i'm done you know i feel like sometimes i do but also 
uh, like stand up isn't my end all be all. Like I actually want to write for TV. Like that's what I want to do. And so comedy has just been a hobby for me that's becoming, you know, a paid hobby, which has been pretty dope. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was just taking a break just because for my mental health. Otherwise, I would quit completely. But no, I've never like thought of like just not doing it. I think when you have that gene or whatever in your body, like you have to do it. Like you have to be on stage. Right. And I think that's what I got. Yeah. I love the idea of being on stage, but I just don't want to do it anymore. I know that I don't, doesn't make sense. Like if, if we were at a bar and there was an open mic and I was like, I'm not getting up there and you handed me the microphone, I'd be like, all right, I got a good five minutes to get through. <laughs> Yeah. I, I could talk about something for five minutes and it's that, you know, I used to do theater and that's why I've always liked theater over television because I love the instant gratification that you get from doing oh, stand up. You know, it, it comes from my childhood being picked on and not having any friends, you know, now I'm important and now you're laughing at me and it's just this yeah. rush of adrenaline. Yeah. Now you have to listen to me and you're going to laugh at every word I say. <laughs> right. And if you heckle me, I'm just going to fucking embarrass you in front of everyone because I'm the one with the mic, asshole. Yes. Oh, my God. I love hecklers. Like, I don't, this isn't like, oh, yeah, I come to my shows and heckle me, but I love hecklers just because I have such, like, a quick wit from being picked on so much when I was younger. So I'm like, I right, will right, make yeah. you cry. I will make you reconsider your life right now. <laughs> Have you, um, do you have a heckler story that sticks out in your brain, like a really bad one where somebody was just a complete douche? I mean, not really. I think the funniest one I ever had was, <laughs> well, no, I did get heckled once. I was doing a bar show in like Hayward, which if you guys don't know Hayward, it's not the best place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> It's and in the was, Bay Area. Yeah. yeah, this is in the Bay. And I did a new joke where I joked about, you know, stereotypes. Like, you know, there's, you know, Mexicans pick strawberries. Aha, that's the stereotype. And then I brought up Chinese people building railroads. and <laughs> Which is like, haha, funny, whatever. It wasn't in like a racist way. And this, the lady who owned it was Korean. And she took it so bad. And she... Like yelled at me. She's like, "That's not funny, you bitch!" And I didn't know she oh was the God. owner. Yeah, and I didn't know she was. She the said owner. that while you were on stage. While I was on stage, and I was like, oh and my I, didn't know, God. <laughs> "I had no idea she was the owner." And so I started talking shit to her. <laughs> and so then she. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so then she got all mad, and she's like, "See if you ever fucking come back." And I was like, "Oh yeah, come back to this." bar like in the middle of nowhere like, <laughs> like i'm so offended so i got banned from there so i'm not allowed yes oh my god see that's when i should have retired is when i got banned from somewhere the um you've heard of rooster you've heard of rooster tea feathers in Sunnyvale, you get California, right? roosters? no but oh. that was the worst heckler that i've ever had so i brought you know it was like open mic night and the more people you bring the more time you get yeah so i had like seven or eight people so i got a good 10 minutes i was very excited so um i get up there and i'm feeling it i'm fucking excited you know i love when they announce my name joe thomas i get all boned up i'm very excited and I'm telling my jokes and I tell this one joke, you know, I just worked on a flight. There were 60 kids on the plane. Everyone moans. And I said, you know what that fucking tells me? That tells me not enough people are having abortions. That's what that tells me, right? <laughs> so I love that joke. And I, cause I love abortion jokes. I'm the devil, right? It's okay. My I mother had, well, my mother. Yeah, my mother had an abortion. I can joke about it. I can joke about gay things and I can joke about AIDS and I can joke, well, I don't have AIDS. I shouldn't say that. But, um, and I can joke about abortions. Here's so the thing, I walk you off can stage. joke about anything as long as it's funny. That's my rule. If it's funny, you can right. joke about it. If it's not funny, exactly. you're just a dick. <laughs> and abortion, I think abortions are funny. So um, I don't think there's enough of them. So I walk off stage. I know I'm terrible, right? You know, I've actually, the last like three episodes of this podcast I've recorded have been like serious topics. So the fact that I can just be crazy with you right now, 
is well, such a I relief. Have, so I have a tattoo on my arm that says "Don't get pregnant." So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's that's like an abortion. So I walk <laughs> off this stage, and some dude pulls me a pulls me towards him, and I think he's gonna like compliment me, and he goes, "You should have been a boardhead." <laughs> right. So I go, I "Oh my god!" You, I said, "Oh my god!" You sound like my mother. She said the same thing because. <laughs> Like, I'm not gonna let you bother me. And then his friend got up and his friend bombed and he sucked, which actually was even better. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have a club? Do you have a favorite club that you'd like to go? Do you have a club that you haven't played yet that is on your wish list? Not really. I wanna do them all. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I love I love doing bar shows. I think that's where I thrive the best just because i love rowdy fucking people i like to be like right. selena when she goes to mexico and she calms all the people down <laughs> by saying that's how i feel <laughs> like i'm gonna tell my jokes and calm people down but i don't know i love the challenge of it and then you brought up like hecklers i think my funniest happened at a bar hosting <laughs> a bar show and this guy because i wear big giant hoop earrings and this guy mm-hmm. and this guy in the middle of my set couch your head looks like a wheelchair. I laugh. Because when you <laughs> put my big hoop earrings in my face, it looks like a wheelchair, I guess. But I laughed for like 15 minutes. I couldn't finish my set. I was like, you guys, it's not going to get funnier than that. And I had to walk off stage. But that was the funniest thing I've ever heard someone shout at me. Your head looks like that a wheelchair. I don't even know what that means. What the I don't either, mean? but it was the funniest thing anyone's ever shouted to me besides that I look like a six-piece chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> now, t- I know I can't even come back from that one. Um, me either. <laughs> How often do you deal with asshole people that are running the show? Like that, um, what is it called? The, not the not the headliner, but the the MC. Have you had any interactions with MCs that have just like wanted to make you punch them in the head? I mean, yeah, but also I don't take offense to it when they're like, "What was your name again? What was your name again?" Like that's what bugs me the most. Is like you don't remember my name, like, or people who think I'm someone's girlfriend, like. Oh, you're a comic? Oh, I thought you were so-and-so's girlfriend. Like, well, no. <laughs> I'm on the lineup. But right. that's also... Totally dispersed, sorry. That's also my favorite because I'm underestimated and then I go on stage and I'll, like, cry. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, I'm always I'm always curious about MCs because I, I think that they think they're funnier than they are sometimes. Yeah. I, I actually had a really bad experience <laughs> yeah. with an MC that you and I both know that I'm not going to mention their name. Um, <laughs> but I had a situation once where it was the second time I was ever doing standup. I uh-huh. second time at the same place. And I didn't know anything about standup. And I didn't realize you're supposed to work on the same set like for 10 years before it's actually good. So I go the first time and this person says, wow, you've got some good chops. You're great. You're doing a, oh, you're, you're going to get somewhere. And I was like, oh, wow, that's great. So I go back again a couple weeks later and I had written on Facebook something like, I wrote some new jokes and we're going to talk about Jesus and masturbation. And I tagged <laughs> the place, <laughs> right? So I get there and I am very new, like second time, I don't know anything. And this person comes up to me and they say, did you, are you flight attendant Joe? And I was like, oh, shit, I'm already known, right? <laughs> and he says, um, did you write something about Jesus and masturbation on social media? You tagged the, you tagged the location, and they're kind of nervous about you going up on stage. Let me tell you, that <laughs> fucked me up. I was like, who the fuck goes up to someone and says that right before they're going on stage? Like, right. I, I went up there, and I, I was just like, blah, blah, blah. Bah, 
Um, yeah. yeah, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Wasn't she <laughs> masturbating? Like, it was just insane. Like, oh my God, it was terrible. And I never, and I never went back to that place. And now when I think of that person, it makes me want to stab them. Oh my gosh. You have to tell me who it is. No, I won't. Not on the show, but it wasn't <laughs> where we met. Okay. It wasn't um, where we met. It was someplace else. But I was just so like, this isn't how you treat the newbies, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like everyone's so hit or miss. Like it's just either they're really great or they're like thinking they're the king of the world because they run the show. So it's just, I haven't had too many pieces of shit MCs or producers, but I know there are some where you're just like, wow, I never want to work with you again because you're terrible. <laughs> right. And you're not funny. Like that's yes. what I wanted to say as I was walking out, I was going to want to be like, fuck you, Jesus and masturbation. And you're not very funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I realize there's a lot of venues though that are like, oh, you can't joke about that. And it's like, well, then why am I here if you're going to limit me? <laughs> what I can that say. actually that actually goes to my next question do you do any type of college because you know you actually are a blue comic you swear you're very you're you, you talk about you say bad words which i, I love, love. that's swear. the kind of I comedy so i am I, it's so cathartic <laughs> do you know that i don't trust someone who doesn't swear if somebody stubs <laughs> their fucking toe and says golly gee i'm like you are a serial killer <laughs> I mean, my parents know they don't like it, but when they come to my shows, I make sure everyone says it extra just because it makes me laugh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's all about I've seen comics where all they do is swear and I'm like, that's not funny. But if you have if you're like talking about something and you're throwing out like, fuck, I mean, yeah. people can relate to that. Did you always know that that was the type of comedy you wanted to do? Like, how did you get into your groove? I I think I'm still trying to get in my groove, honestly. Um, I don't know. I just kind of went up there. I always thought I was going to try to be a clean comic because I feel like you get more work if you can, which I have some clean jokes and I could probably do a clean 15, but I don't want to. I feel like it's not mm -hmm. as fun. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Went on stage and that's what came out. <laughs> you So you just went up there. You were like, and then you just started and you didn't really think much of it. And then people started laughing. You're like, oh, okay, this works. This well, is I, not, this I is wrote me. down, I wrote down like a good three minutes. Cause when I got started, I was actually a friend of mine did stand up and he knew that I wanted to do stand up. So I went to go see his show and then we were going to go to an open mic after. And so I go to a show and it was at Tommy T's and they're like, Hey, someone dropped out. And then my friend goes, well, Jen wants to try to do stand-up. You should put her up. And I already had my little three minutes that I wrote down. And I was like, I'll do three minutes. Why not? So that was scary as shit. But yeah. Right. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try to be clean and do all this stuff. But it just came out me cussing up a storm, which that's who I am. <laughs> you know and that's how I am too. And my husband will always say, do you have to be so dirty? Yes, yes, <laughs> I do. I do. I yes, could I never, do. now do you do, do you do college campuses or business events or do you say no because they're like, you, well, you can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. You can't talk about this. I think I've only done one business event and those are so tough. Like I'm sure colleges I've never done. I'm sure they're a little more difficult just because everyone's so PC now and don't offend so me. Woke. And everyone Whoa. just gets a, it's everyone takes everything so personally like you make a joke and they think you're talking about them specifically and it's like no motherfucker it's just in general like calm down so i don't know if i can if they exactly. want me i've never been asked <laughs> but i've done a business event and that one was a little more tough because it was like hey just make sure not to swear and say sex stuff a lot oh okay I like, well i could do that ah, okay sure yeah yeah, like I could take fine. a few fucks out of this. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I can change the word fuck into like freaking or something. <laughs> right now, Which is fine. you know, in in <laughs> in today's society, though, like you just said, everybody like comedians used to be able to basically say whatever they wanted. Like they got away. It was like carte blanche. You just say what you say. Oh, that comedian. Like one of my favorite um, dirty comedians is Lisa Lampanelli. I, I mean, love Lisa. <laughs> I haven't heard her I've recently. Her. But her, 
is dirty and a mess and was picking on somebody in a wheelchair in the audience we were rolling and this was like <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> Right. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I think my wine's kicking in. Oh, this is why you're the professional. And she was just fucking, she was hammering this dude in a wheelchair and he was laughing. Everyone was laughing. And that was like 2005. I think in 2020 right now, it would not be like that because people have gotten so butthurt about everything. And it's really fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so dumb it's so dumb now um let's talk about you know that whole kevin hart thing like 10 years ago i wrote something on facebook about this about like 10 years ago kevin hart made some gay jokes he apologized 10 years later people are like gotcha it's this cancel culture that people want to see comedians especially comedians like well it's like it's just be taken it's down troll culture, it's, honestly it's the troll culture they just want to ruin people because they're miserable with themselves. Like my whole thing with the Kevin Hart thing is like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like he right. apologized like, for it. I'm a gay guy and I don't care. So you and and it, here was the funny point. Um, Dave Chappelle and his special on Netflix, which was Love hilarious. Dave Chappelle, said, by the way. Oh, he Love he's brilliant. He said some. He he said something like. Yeah, his joke was he was going to smash a, a a princess dollhouse on his son's head. Do you really think he's going to do that? Like, you stupid fucking people. Well, my whole thing is if they've apologized for it back then, like, why does it matter now? They apologized. Exactly. They knew they were in the wrong. That was like with the Guardians of the Galaxy guy when he said all these, like, horrible, you know, pedophile jokes. He apologized for them. Let's move on. Like, people change. You know, I've written things in my book that I know I have an and I have a like I have some really bad jokes in my first book. I was just reading it the other day and I was on the sofa and I look I read this part where I joked about the plane was shaking so much I thought Michael J. Fox was flying it. <laughs> I remember and that. I looked over at my husband. I was damn right. And I was laughing so hard at my husband's like, I was like, you read this before I published it. Why would you let me put this in a book? And he's like, I told you some of your jokes were bad. Like I have a joke about Anne, Fra like, like living in a crash pad with like 16 people. I don't know what Anne Frank was complaining about. Like I have some pretty bad jokes and I'm like, these are, these are going to come back to get me one day. <laughs> well, here's the thing. My whole thing is, is what's the like intent behind it? If it's not malicious, if it's trying to be genuinely lighthearted and funny, fine. But also, is it funny? Like I like going back to Dave Chappelle. He has, uh, you know, that rape joke with Bill Cosby, and I found it so fucking funny. And like, yeah, right. oh my gosh, if you know you've been through that trauma, you're gonna be whatever. But is it funny? Yeah, it's funny. Like, you can do whatever you want as long as it's funny. Now, do do you have um? How what's your policy on apologizing for jokes? I don't think you should ever apologize for a joke unless you literally, like, literally feel horrible about it. Like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that at all. I'm so sorry. But if it's like a joke that you're proud of and you find funny, like, why should you apologize for it? Because someone else took it the wrong way or someone else is offended by it. I like that. I, I, I agree. I don't believe in apologizing for the things I, think, I yeah. say or the I jokes. I think you just stand by. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stand by it. Um, it's this whole it's this whole fantasy of oh you've crossed the line but there isn't a line the line is imaginary everyone has their own different line my line is way different than somebody from Tennessee who goes oh, to church five times a week absolutely and it's also like <laughs> I don't know I forgot what I was gonna say I blanked out uh, <laughs> are you drinking wine because I am I'm drinking wine. <laughs> Maybe. You should be. Are you, what are you wearing? What, ma'am, what oh, are you wearing? I'm wearing nothing right now. I wanted to be extra fresh for you. Oh, my God. I took a shower. I know you sent me a text and you said, I want you to smell like a man, but I actually smell like lavender. <laughs> I'm such a homosexual. I believe I said I wanted to smell your man must, but all right. Yes. Well, I was... <laughs> I don't even want to smell my man musk. Why not? I'm like, oh, no, 
<laughs> no, thank you. I don't. Yeah, he. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, he's the guy and he'll kill me for this. But he's the guy like I go to the gym and when I come home, he's like, oh, that's hot. And I'm like, that's disgusting. Why do I don't guys like smelly like guys. So much. He's not alone. There's quite a few. Know. Quite a few. Do you like, do you like a gym? Do you like a gym smelling musky dude or do you want to no. throw him in the shower first? Well, I don't want sweaty balls. So there's that. I, my balls are sweaty right at this moment because oh my gosh tell me more I have no air circulation in this room tell Save me more to me slower. So- <laughs> my balls are sweaty <laughs> Comedians tend to come from fucked up childhoods. You know, a lot of people who have a fucked up childhood go into comedy because, you know, when you can make people laugh, you can ignore the bad shit. Oh, yeah. What got you what got you into comedy? I feel like I've always been funny. I've always wanted the right comedy. I came from a great family. My parents are wonderful. They're super supportive. So I don't know how. Oh the well, fuck, aren't you fancy? I know. I don't know how the fuck I'm here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. Tell all the I white. Pe- tell all the white people. Like my dad's Mexican, and I'm fine. Yeah, I'm okay. I promise. <laughs> and he's legal. Okay. Oh my god. He's he was he born here or is don't don't get your dad taken out of the country. No, he's born here. My dad's actually a Trump supporter. Isn't that insane? Wait a minute. Wait a no. minute. Isn't that insane? Rewind. I know. I didn't even want to talk about politics on this episode, but you can't drop that fucking bomb into my sweaty balls and not expect us to chit chat about it. (laughs) I actually have a joke about it. What's your joke? Oh, it's just like, you know, talking about my dad. I'm like, he's actually a Trump supporter. Everyone starts booing. And I was like, I don't like it either. And I was like, but the reason he was so pro Trump is because Trump said, I'm going to get all the illegal Mexicans out of. (laughs) <laughs> the country my dad was like yeah let's get rid of them and i'm like motherfucker that's you <laughs> <laughs> but that i think you. what your dad's saying is i'm here legally it's not fair that i'm here legally and someone else isn't well it's funny because like, you talked about it my grandparents my grandparents snuck over here twice and they always joked around like <laughs> they're like look support us we're just gonna do it again like <laughs> But it took them about about 30 years for them to become citizens. It's a long process, and I don't think people realize that. But I'm like, Dad, like, what if that was Grandma and Grandpa? And he's like, well, they did it the right way. Like, But it it took them quite a few times to get over here, and like a long time to get it right. So it's, I don't know. He's an interesting guy. He's his own person. I love him the same. Oh, he is. I love him the same, but it's also. <laughs> do you talk about it at Thanksgiving or is it something you don't talk about? I mean, he and I will have conversations about it. I mean, it's not the most reasonable conversations, but we do talk about it. My mom, on the other hand, is like a peacemaker and she thinks anytime we like raise our voice a little, like we're fighting, she's like, let's not talk about it. Let's not fight about this. So she would rather we don't. But I was like, why not? It's a good topic. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. talking about it, that's better than ignoring it. Yeah, he knows how I feel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he doesn't like right. everything that I say. We don't agree on a few things, but guess what? That's how life works, and it's okay. I thought I get mad all this Facebook shit. I was like, we cannot agree. It's okay. <laughs> now, has he always been a Republican? Or oh, yeah. Did he yeah. just jump on? Oh, okay. Interesting. And from the Bay Area, too. I know. See, a Mexican in California who is, like, super Republican. <laughs> he's like a fucking straight unicorn. Like, you're not going to find it. That's amazing. You know, there's actually quite a few, quite a few, like, Mexican people who are very pro-Trump, which is crazy to me. That that would that's like that would be like gay people who are for Trump. I just wouldn't get I just <laughs> my brain doesn't get it. Like. I don't understand it. I mean, especially with Pence right there, ready to take over. I'm like, this makes no sense to me. Right. But yeah, but for your dad to be Mexican Republican from the Bay Area, that's that's like an hour. That's like a Netflix special. I know. If anyone is still listening and you have your bingo cards ready, 
<laughs> Trump Mexican, Trump supporting Mexican. <laughs> Mark <crazy>. that down. <laughs> you mentioned you got into stand up because you wanted to write for a TV show. Is that your end game? Is that still your goal? Oh, yeah. But actually, it's funny. I actually got into stand up because I went through a really horrible breakup with a very horrible person. So okay. I was like, oh, I just, I went through this whole depression, like for a few months, like putting me get out of bed. I lost my job because I just didn't want to like do anything anymore. And so I just stopped going to work. And so I was just like, oh God, I really just need to laugh. And so I was like, all right, why not stand up here on people who laugh all the time? And mm -hmm. it was probably the best decision I've ever made. It was great. I loved it. It pretty much saved me. Like comedy saved my life. How long ago was that? That three was years, three, years? three years ago. I started comedy in August of 2016. Yeah. So 2016 was a rough year. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Now, do you think back to that boyfriend, that ex-boyfriend and think, wow, you know, that sucked at the time, but kind of glad that happened because now look at my life. Yeah. Like once like we like stopped talking altogether, like it just, you know, thrusted me into all this good stuff. Like I started doing, you know, cause I had my degree in film and video. So it got me into the industry even more. I moved to LA. Like I met all these wonderful people. I started doing stand up. So it was a cute, like I'm so happy it happened. I just sucked how it happened. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I go through that with life too. Some, and I think a lot of the people who are listening go through that, like something shitty happened and I'm like, fuck, I'm never going to get over this. And then, oh, yeah. oh, I'm glad that happened because look at what happened now. It's like yeah. the domino effect. It's like that thing where, I don't know who said it, but it's like, there can't be rebuilt, like rebuilding without destruction, you know? And mm. that's what oh, needs that's to happen. Good. I haven't heard that. Oh I my like, gosh. I don't you, remember. What are you doing to push your writing career? Uh, so that's been kind of <laughs> a process. Um, I just started writing again, and we actually want to try to submit this short film into Sundance, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we hear about that. Exciting. Yeah, I've written a couple pilots. I'm, like, trying to get people into that, but I just, ever since I was little, that's what I love to do. I used to write, like, books and all kinds of short stories, and I would make little skits for my family, and it just, I had to write. So, but it was always comedy. Like it always goes back to comedy. I, you know, that is my passion writing. And that's what, that's the reason I got into stand up because I was like, all right, I wrote this book. Let me get up to do stand up because then I can actually tell stories from the book. I've actually yeah. written the material. Now I just need to get up and perform it. You're like a one woman show. I am a, <laughs> I am, I am a, what was that? Did you just fart? Sorry, I got a text. <laughs> I thought you were farting on my podcast. I was going to say, I'm well, that's, gassy. I'm Latina. That is like a me. first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, you're going to have to tell your friends to no, stop texting you while you're on this very important I podcast. I just put it on silent. <laughs> just like my um, butthole. <laughs> Your buttholes on silence. Yeah. Thank you. So you, you've written a couple pilots. Now you submit, you're submitting something into Sundance. Are you ever thinking of, I'm going to write a book or is it just screenplays, dialogue, stories like that, that you're interested in writing? I'm sure one day when I'm old and, you know, <laughs> like desperate for money, maybe I'll write about, like maybe I right. should write a book about my endeavors <laughs> a failed comedian in Los Angeles. <laughs> Do you have any stand-up comics that you wouldn't want to work with anymore in t today? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> No. Unless they're like, like horrible people. Yeah, I mean, unless they're like creepy and have like all those allegations and shit. Probably not. Like, hey, get your life together, man. <laughs> not really. I don't know. 
I'm just like, they're like, everyone's great. <laughs> Maybe I'm just still like clouded and still new. <laughs> right. You're not jaded yet. That's yeah. what it is. I'm not jaded by You're the industry. Well, maybe it's because I take breaks in between, so I'm not completely burnt out and wanting to like end everything. <laughs> I don't know. Who do you look up to when you're thinking, like, who are some of the comedians that you look up to when you think of comedy geniuses? So the biggest one I think was my grandpa introduced me to Rodney Dangerfield at a very inappropriate huh. age. Right. <laughs> like, that's awesome <laughs> and that was like her thing like she was so funny I remember one joke my grandpa told me I was in like third grade and I got in so much trouble because I went to a Christian school so I remember being in third grade and I was like oh my grandpa told me this joke I'm going to tell it to everyone and it's a, a father walks into his son's room and he goes son you have to stop masturbating you're going to go blind and then the son goes dad I'm over here <laughs> And I remember saying that in like third grade. I didn't know what any of it meant. I just knew it made my grandpa laugh really hard. And so I remember right. saying it, getting in trouble. And like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that probably. But just, yeah, that was like our, that was our guy. It was Rodney Dangerfield. And so it makes me, to this day, he makes me fucking roll laughing, cry laughing. Did your parents, what did your parents think about you being introduced to Rodney Dangerfield at such a young age? Oh, I mean, they weren't happy about it, but they were like, well, <laughs> what are we going to do? Do they come to your shows? Obviously, they've seen you do stand-up. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. My mom has, like, my posters from, like, Instagram, and she'll print them out on her computer. Aww. And, like, she has them, like, in her house. Like, she's so proud. Like, yeah. Like I said, I'm so fortunate. Like, my parents are so, like, supportive. My dad will, like, be like, hey, I have a joke for you which is like the most annoying thing to ever say to a comedian, by the way. <laughs> you should use this in your stand-up. You should use oh, this. I, hate... I have flight attendants on the airplane who say <laughs> that to me. They'll say something funny. They're like, you can put that in a book. And I'm like, I'm good, but thanks. You can use this in your stand-up. And 99.9% .9 of the time, it's the most unfunny thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'll just be like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> but really, it's like, it's not funny. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, it's not funny. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, if it was funny, you would be on stage. Right. <laughs> one of the things that I can't stand, one of the things that I cannot stand is when somebody says, oh, tell a funny story. Joe's funny. Joe, Joe, come here. Come here. Tell that time about when you shit your pants at the Parliament House in Orlando. <laughs> See, I always get like, oh, you do stand up? Tell me a joke. And my response is always not without a two drink minimum. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to pay now. Now when somebody's, I used to be all into it and I'd be like, Oh my God. Okay. All right. Let me tell you this funny story. Now I'm like, Oh, I wrote about that in my second book. You can purchase it. Purchase it. It's on Amazon, iTunes, Nook and Bell. I don't right. give away stories for free anymore. Yeah. Me either. I don't do jokes for free. I'm like, excuse me. I'm having a conversation with you. You're getting all this gold for free. You don't need my right. stuff. <laughs> Come see my show. Support my art. <laughs> so take me on a date with you. You go on a date with a guy. Yeah. It's not me. I'm devastated. Aww, You're on a true. date. How long does it take? I know. How long does it take for you to tell them you're a stand-up comic? And at what point are they like, oh, are they impressed? Are they not impressed? How's that go? Uh, well, like back in the day when I was dating, uh, it was mostly... Yeah, they would try to be funny. I think I've only dated, I'm trying to think, since I've been doing stand-up, have I dated someone who wasn't a comedian? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Oh, the world turns. That sounds, inter that sounds interesting. Dating, just just dating yeah, comedians, I think it was, that sounds like a, a lot of work. You know, it is, but when you find the right person, it isn't. <laughs> that's like, true. you know how to turn it off and be people. And I think that's the hardest right. thing with comedians is you both want to be on and you're both trying to one up each other and all this, you know, stuff like that. And so when it's someone who you get along with, it's, it's easier. Like, oh, we can turn this off, but you still make each other laugh. One time I dated someone who wasn't a comic. It was like they had to all of a sudden be the funniest person. Like, oh, well, I can be funny too. And it sucks. And it's like, oh my God, you're just quoting other comedians. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, don't don't try to be funny by telling other comedian jokes because that's yeah. not gonna work. It just felt like they right. had to like, oh no, now I need to be the funniest one. It's like, no, it's always gonna be me, so just stop. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And in my relate, you know, I've been with my husband for 16 years and in our relationship, we know I'm the funny one. He's the one who always says, do you have to say that? <laughs> the answer is yes. And it works. <laughs> my aunt, yes, you know me. But you know, I've learned this. I've had this re re um, realization, revelation. I'm the worst with words. I can't speak okay. for shit. I feel you. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm the worst. Um, but I've had this revelation. Fuck it. Um, that I'm actually an introvert. I am an introvert and I'm an extrovert when I have to be on to make people laugh. But other than that, I want to be in my house with my face in a book. Oh, yeah. That's what I learned in therapy. It's like I'm an extroverted introvert. Like, yeah, when I'm out and about, I need to like be on and all that stuff. But when I come home, like I'm exhausted, like emotionally because I've been yes. on so much, so I need to like stay home and like recharge and be, you know, watching Grey's Anatomy for the 54th time. <laughs> yeah, I never realized that. I always thought, oh, I'm an extrovert and that's just who I am. And then if I was in Omaha visiting friends last month and my friend Matt was like, you're an introvert, but you're you're an extrovert when you have to be. And I was like, yeah. wow, I should have known that, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's most, I would say most people who do entertainment is they know how to be on, but they want to just be, you know, at home doing their own thing. Cause it's a lot, it takes a lot out of you. It does. You know, my husband used to be worried because I would always post, you know, I would always be talking about, I'm drinking wine, I'm partying, I'm silly, I'm silly, I'm crazy. <laughs> and he would be like, people are going to think that. I'm like, well, they can let, you know, that's flight attendant Joe. Let them think that's flight attendant. That's a character. Oh, but yeah. me, I'm in my pajamas at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, reading a book, drinking like tea. And I'm like, don't bother me. Oh my God. Am I secretly Joe Thomas? <laughs> yes, you are secretly Joe Thomas. Because it's exhausting to be yeah. on like that. I don't, I, 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 I can't keep up and I'm old. I'm almost 50. So I know. I'm such an old ridiculous. lady deep down. Like I just came back from a cruise <laughs> and and they How were making that? fun of well, they were making fun of me because like I wasn't like out drinking, partying. I really just wanted to like be laying out reading my book. Like, like all I want is my margarita and my book, and I'm happy. <laughs> and they're like, you know, all get taking shots and getting wasted and all that stuff. Did they have stand-up comedians on the cruise? They did. I didn't go to it just because I was like, eh, I I don't know. Those are always hit or miss too. <laughs> And it was like, oh, there's a PG show and the PG-13 show and then like the late show. Oh, yeah. and you're like, if I'm going to go to one, it's going to be the late show. I'm not yeah. going to the PG show. Yeah, those aren't my favorite. <laughs> but I get why they have to do it. Cause, you know, stupid kids. Um, I want to I want to play you another clip that I have. Stand up. You, <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, well, let me find it. All right. Are you ready? Like the other day, this lady, she dropped her bag of bottles, and I tried to be nice and, like, help her pick them up. And she looked at me, and she goes, how about you give me a dollar instead, you dumb bitch? <laughs> and I tried to be nice still. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I don't have any change, like we all fucking say, because we're like, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. <laughs> and then she looked at me, and she goes, you're a liar, because I hear the jingling in your pocket. <laughs> So finally, I was like, this bitch. I was like, those are my house keys. Because that's a double whammy to her. <laughs> I want to talk to you about the homeless people <laughs> because you say you like the homeless, you, you, you do. That's hilarious. By the way, the jig leg, that's a double whammy. That's brilliant. That happened the first week I moved to LA, by the way. <laughs> You, but you like you you like the L.A. homeless better than the San Francisco homeless, and I'm the opposite. I think the San Francisco homeless will literally shit on you if you stop for five seconds. <laughs> I know who's my favorite. What city has my favorite homeless is Chicago homeless. They are. I don't wonderful. know anything about them. Oh my god, they're wonderful. I got drunk on a train with a homeless guy who literally had a whole bag of just alcohol. We had the best time. Oh my. <laughs> No, so they're my favorite. I, I don't know any. 
I don't know anything about the Chicago homeless, but I know the same. I've seen someone shitting. Um, <laughs> I've seen someone. One time I was walking, I was going to the cluster. Um, you've heard of the cluster fest in San Francisco, right? The oh, yeah. Event event over the weekend and I was going to buy a, a ticket or I was going to do something and I heard this water pouring and I was like is there a, like a water main broken and as I walked I saw some lady a homeless lady in the bus stop peeing on the side of the road and I was like <laughs> this if I fell and tripped she would just continue to piss on me <laughs> oh yeah I like the San Francisco homeless though <laughs> they're crazy oh, God. they're extra crazy they, and I love it what do the LA homeless do? Do they do they yell at you a lot? Because I know in San Francisco they just seem to be, you know, I don't know. They make me uncomfortable. Can we yeah. talk about this? Is this is this bad? No, it that? needs to be talked about. It totally needs to it be does. talked about. I do have a Absolutely. soft spot for the homeless. Like anytime I can get groceries for somebody or pay, you know, if, give them money, I will. And people are like, Oh my gosh, don't do that. My mind's your business. Like, let me live. Let me spend business. my money up. Yeah. Let me spend my money. I want to spend my money caring. All right. Like, yeah. Oh, I've given, I had one time in Portland, Maine, I was, I was on a layover there for work and I was walking by and there was a woman, she was obviously homeless. She had, I shouldn't say obviously, but she had a, <laughs> she had a shopping cart with, with, um, with cans and she looked like she hadn't showered since like 1993. So I'm going to say <laughs> homeless. So I walk by or I get like maybe 20 feet, Pastor, and I'm like, you know what? I actually have $2 in my pocket. I'm going to go back and give it to her. So I turn around, I go back and I hand it to her. She goes, I don't want your fucking money. Those are my favorite <laughs> people. And <laughs> I was like, well, fuck you then. I was like, all right, well then fine. She's like, I didn't ask you for nothing. I was like, whoa, I know. Yeah. I was trying. She goes, who do you think? I was like, all right, bitch, I'm done. And I just kept walking. I was like, fuck you. Like, well, go, like go change in your cans. So like the difference between like San Francisco in LA that I've seen was, you know, when I'd go out to restaurants and I'll see a homeless person, hey, would you like uh, this food that I was about to take home? Most of the time in San Francisco, they'll say yes. In LA, right. I've never, <laughs> never had this before until like here, I did that to the guy and he goes, oh, I'm a vegan. And I'm like, how the fuck? How the fuck? I'm done. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. I thought you were hungry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad my bad a bitch if i'm fucking that hungry i'm eating a chicken <laughs> i will eat the chicken raw i will just chew on its leg you know what i mean i like it you know i understand dietary restrictions and you know beliefs and all that stuff but also at the same time if you're hungry like you'll eat your left foot like if you have to exactly <laughs> my bad dude <laughs> that's hilarious so that's that's the difference <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well listen Thank you for calling in. I want to do one more thing. I want to play my game. Let's get grounded. And I'm going to ask you one final question. Yay. Um, pick, pick between purple, green, yellow, red, or blue. Let's go with purple because that's my hair color right now. All right. Oh, your hair <laughs> color is purple? So is yeah. mine. On my Ew. balls. No. All right. On a flight from Los Angeles to Sydney, if you could sit next to any famous person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I would say Oprah because that would mean I'm sitting in first class. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yes, that is true. Or on her You're on a private jet. jet. <laughs> and also, it's fucking Oprah. She's got some good stories, and we'll talk to you and you know yell at you. <laughs> What's one know. thing you would ask her? What's the one thing you would ask Oprah? Um, when's the last time she's been to a grocery store? Oh my God. <laughs> she probably wouldn't even remember. She'd lie to you. And then you'd say, no, bitch, that's your fucking garden. <laughs> you were buying produce in your garden. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't Trader Joe's. She hasn't been to a Trader Joe's since Trader Joe was alive, <laughs> which was like this week. So that's a terrible joke. <laughs> Jen, thank you so much. I love you. Oh my gosh. I adore you. I feel like we're best friends and we've only hung out once. <laughs> I know, but thank you so much for doing this podcast. Of course, I really appreciate for it. Having me. Oh, Let so everyone know. Oh, please. It's not. Listen, you've done more exciting things. You work for a famous game show. This is nothing. Please <laughs> tell everyone listening where they can find you, how they can follow you and stalk you like I do. This is the time where you can <laughs> hoe yourself out. Ooh, only this time? <laughs> this is uh, it, baby. This is it. 
So I'm on all the social medias, except for like whatever's trending right now, because that's just weird. Uh, I'm on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube at the Jen Gonzalez with two N's. Stop telling me I'm spelling it wrong. And Gonzalez with Z's because I'm Mexican and not Portuguese. Um, and yeah, I don't have any shows lined up at this exact moment, but you know, I'll post right. about it. Follow me. I'll get something. Oh no, Follow wait! Her. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be at Eno Vino if you live in Los Angeles, which is a little bit out of LA. It's in Glendale. Uh, Ew! I don't know where that is. It's still technically Los Angeles, but if you live in LA, you're like, oh, I gotta go to the valley. Um, yeah, Eno oh. Vino on the stick. Come see me. Excellent. March 6th. Yeah. In Glendale. Drink some wine. Visit with my friend, Jen. She's amazing. Jen, you are uh, incredible, and I love you. And oh, I'm my glad God. You're on my I show. adore Thank you. So you. Much. I'm about to read your next book, by the way. Yay. It's not coming out. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, <love laughs> All right. You, Thank you. Bye. Love you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get alerts when new episodes air. Also check out Flight Attendant Joe on Facebook and Instagram. And if you still haven't had enough of me, (laughs) check out the blog at www.flightattendantjoe.com.